Kia rana and welcome everyone to another episode of 9 Minute Big Life Mindset. Today, you're going to hear about the time I testified against my dad in court, what led to it, and the aftermath. As you can imagine, it's a bit of a tragic tale, but as with every single experience I've had, there's silver linings everywhere, and probably something for you to benefit from as well. My dad, or my old man as I'm fond of calling him, really is one of the last of his generation. He was born on an island called Enuamanu in the Cook Islands, and his home was made of thatched coconut tree leaves. Their oven was a pit in the ground, and he spent a lot of his time living and growing food in a swamp. When he was around 14, he left school to earn money to look after his parents and his siblings, and eventually saved enough to build the family home that exists on that section today. His upbringing, though, was one that will be familiar to a lot of listeners. Because when you disciplined a child in those days, you didn't do it with time out or a set of language. No, you did it with violence. So when a kid did something wrong, you beat the lesson into them to do better next time, or else. As a child, he and I clashed a lot. No surprises really, as I was the kid that would question everything, you know, sometimes just for the sake of it. And when you blended that parenting style with a kid that's a mummy's boy with alpha male tendencies, oh man, you're bound to have problems. Discipline in our house didn't come in the form of a smack of the hand across the bum. It came in the form of bloody noses or being forced to spend hours standing on one leg. Now, I don't fault him at all for thinking that this was the way to parent. This kind of stuff is condoned in the Bible. Society said parents know how best to discipline their kids. And it was how him and his siblings were raised. So it's no surprise those behaviours carried through when he moved to New Zealand. When I finished school C or year 10, I passed four out of my six subjects. This wasn't going to go down well at home, and when the letter from the school arrived confirming the results, I knew I was in for a beating. There was this expectation that every subject was going to be passed and passed with merit. But the truth is, it took a lot of effort just to get those, and I even stopped drinking booze for that year, being a childhood drinker. But that's for another episode. My dad and mum had been separated for years, but we still had an uncanny situation where he came around every day. When he saw the letter, I was made to sit down in a chair while he berated me. When he didn't like the answers I gave, I got a whack. If I tried to dodge it or cried before the impact, then I got treated to another. You know, the old, what are you crying for? I'll give you something to cry about. This carried on for a while with a few cracks across the head and the shouting ramping up before something in me snapped. I stood up and pushed him against the wall and I remember the shock on his face. I had just broken that unspoken rule of never striking back at your parents. It triggered this escalation in the violence and before long the cops turned up at our place. At the time, and maybe still, once the cops got involved in a domestic violence situation with a minor, they pursued the charges. They pursued the charges. So even if I had wanted to drop, have them dropped, there were still going to be repercussions. He denied the charges, 
And so a few months later, a court appearance was needed at the district court in Wellington. I'd been told by the police what the process was and that I'd need to take the stand. Thankfully, my mum and one of my close mates was going to be there, plus the court provided a support person. During the trial, I had one of the absolute worst experiences of my life when I was put on the stand to testify. This is definitely not an experience I would encourage you to go through. The formalities of court are there, you know, the all rise part and each side sitting away from each other, but the stuff you see on TV lacks the depth of emotion or the jarring nature of it all. At one point, I was called up to the stand, and it was the defence lawyer's turn to shine. Now, if you ever want to know why people often choose to drop charges and move on in life, rather than go through the court system, then this is one reason why. I had to defend myself in this forum against a lawyer whose profession it is to discredit my every word, and it was utter hell. There's an isolation and loneliness that comes with being on a witness stand that I'm not sure many people will ever understand. It was the surreal situation where I was being interrogated by this stranger on behalf of my dad. And meanwhile, I'm looking at my dad thinking, why are you not stopping this person from attacking me? That's what dads are meant to do, isn't it? It was a lot to process. I was taken apart on the stand, was in tears throughout most of the ordeal, and felt a deep hatred of this lawyer that I didn't even know. It left an impact on me that I carried for years. During the questioning, the judge asked for clarification on some points, and I think it was becoming obvious that the case wasn't going well for my old man. There was a break after my testimony, and during this time, my dad pleaded guilty. I felt a sense of relief. There was no happiness, just relief. I wanted this whole thing to be over, and as far as I was concerned, the faster, the better. I can't remember what the sentence was, but I do recall the outcome. My dad was now estranged. I got disowned by some of my family, and I felt gutted for my siblings that I had created this mess. What a shit situation, right? Months passed by, and eventually, when we did reconnect, our relationship had changed massively. Because of the situation, I had to be the one that initiated the contact, and with that came a sense of balance. It still felt like a father-son one, but now it was filled with much more mutual respect. He continued to come around, but violence was no longer a feature in our home. I no longer needed to get bashed in order to know that my old man loved me and he wanted the best for me. And what felt like the flick of a switch, everything changed. The change in him from that time to the man I know now is incredible and he's unrecognisable from the dad that I had as a child. From the darkness of that experience came a new relationship, even a friendship, that we have and both treasure. We're real with each other. 
We have these candid conversations and tell each other we love them and we hug each other all the time now. I sometimes even wonder if my dad and I share a different relationships than my siblings do because of that adversity that we went through. Our kids also live in a non-smacking house. Don't get me wrong, sometimes they wind me up so much I want to smack the shit out of them. (laughs) But that style of parenting has no place in our place. To me, it doesn't make sense to whack your kids if they do something wrong. Can you imagine if you did something wrong at work and your manager smacked you for it? Or gave you a smack so you learned a lesson and did better next time? Even stranger to me is the, I love you and that's how I justify using violence against you. Come on team, we can do better than that. Another lesson I carry is in knowing that people are more than just their DNA and their upbringing. We can learn and we can grow. Because despite that popular, overused cliche, a leopard really can change its spots. Last word on this. Thanks, Dad, for supporting me and sharing this podcast. I'm so proud of the man you are. I love you and I always will. Awesome team, thanks again for joining me. As always, make sure you click follow or subscribe to get the latest and give it the five-star review treatment if you're enjoying them. But if nothing else, challenge yourself to be uncomfortable and grow.